Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. So excited, so juiced, jacked, amped, man, that we have a weekly show coming to you again today. Now, front end of the show, we sit down, we talk briefly with Paul Manfred, athletic director, to update us and tell us what the varsity boys football team will experience in their travels to St. Ignatius down in Northern California. Then we'll shift into our player interviews, move right into Zane Melzer, great, outstanding linebacker for the Pups, number 24, be able to talk with him a little bit. Then after that, shift into our first non-football-related student interview, Chelsea Lee, and she'll talk to us about the girls' soccer team in the upcoming season and her journey with soccer. And then to close it all out, we'll finish with our all-in segment with our co-host, Scott Alford, to talk about, one, pump-up music, two, celebrations, three, all-in questions that are fair-related. You know, we went to the fair this past week, and we went ahead and created some questions to see what we'd be all-in on or all-out on fair-related. So... Enjoy the podcast. If you're going to the game out uh, in St. Ignatius, cheer on the Bullpups. Keep us posted the best of your ability. I'll be watching from afar. Quick note on that. You are able to watch the St. Ignatius game. It should be broadcast on YouTube. St. Ignatius has a live stream that we have access to because of the fact that we know what YouTube is. You can watch the game. 4 o'clock on Saturday, shouldn't miss a snap, even though they're playing two uh, two states away. Now, tonight, I'll be at the soccer game, at the football game, freshman football game. They're supporting all sports, okay? Now, if there's other things that you're looking forward to, in addition to the fair this weekend, go out and support prep plays, Eastside Catholic and soccer. There's a cross-country meet. Uh, the first one of the season coming up, the Bellarmine Invitational and the uh, um, the Shadle Park Highlander. And there are events in which you can go on and support the Bullpups. So go ahead and do so. But first, enjoy the show. Joining me now is Head Athletic Director at Gonzaga Prep, Paul Manfred. Good afternoon, Paul. How you doing? Good. How are you, Nate? I'm doing really well. Uh, why I wanted to have you on briefly, and I know you're you're getting ready for that freshman football game coming up this afternoon, uh, but I wanted to go ahead and just get a, uh, a brief itinerary for the boys that are traveling down in St. Ignatius uh, this uh, this weekend. Yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting time. It's it'll be a whirlwind, that's for sure. Uh, we we get an early start tomorrow morning. The meeting at the airport at four. Uh, to gather uh, the travel party, the kids, the managers, uh, the coaches, uh, everyone that's going. And uh, the flight leaves at 540. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll fly down straight to Oakland and uh, we'll get on a bus there and land about eight, get on a bus there and actually go to practice at St. Ignatius. Uh, so kind of get a feel for the feel for the campus, a feel for the field. Um, and so practice there, maybe take a quick tour of the school. Uh, get the kids connected with some of their kids, uh, stay there till about noon. Uh, and then we're going to head over to, uh, we're staying in Oakland again. So we'll head over to the hotel, get checked in, get them some lunch. And uh, then we're going to take them in the afternoon and, and have a tour of uh, Cal Berkeley. We've got our alum, uh, Evan Weaver, 
uh, helped us, uh, is going to meet us down there. And we've got some tours set up for the kids uh, before, uh, you know, in the afternoon. And then they're going to watch practice in the evening. Um, so they'll spend really the majority of uh, the Friday afternoon at Cal. And then uh, we'll head back to uh, uh, Oakland. And on the way, they're going to get some, uh, we've got some uh, food lined up for them. So we'll get them some pasta and then get back to the hotel around 630 uh, and then get them to bed. Uh, they started their day at four o'clock, so uh, we figured they'll be a little bit tired. So that's Friday. Okay. No. Yeah. And that, then uh, busy day Friday, and then uh, Saturday we're going to get up and have mass, and then uh, so Father Adams is joining us, and so he's going to say uh, mass for everybody. Uh, the JV kids will get up a little earlier, have breakfast before mass. Mass will be at eight. Uh, and then SI is sending a bus over and taking the JV team over as they play at 11:30. So the JV uh, kids will go, and then the uh, varsity kids will uh, eat breakfast after mass, and uh, they'll leave about 11 down to SI, and so we'll catch most of the JV game, and then uh, we'll be there most of the afternoon, and then after the game, so our varsity game is at three, and after the game, uh, St. Ignatius is hosting both the teams, uh, all the players, and and folks uh, for a spaghetti dinner again. And so uh, they'll get some time to bond and, and uh, get to know the kids. They're, they're uh, the students at the sister school, St. Ignatius. Uh, and then we'll head back to the hotel on uh, after that. And then Sunday morning, get up. Father Adams is going to say Sunday mass for us at the hotel in the, in the little banquet room. And then our flight leaves uh, about 11 o'clock coming home and we land about one. So it's, it's a quick trip. It's uh, really jam packed. And so the kids will be busy, but it'll be a great experience for them. Yeah. How many kids do you think this will be kind of their first time going to California, traveling, you know, that kind of stuff? I I bet it's a large number of them. We've, we're taking 55 players and then another uh, nine or 10 managers. Uh, I've got half of them. It's first time to California and almost all of them. It'll be the first time to, you know, on the campus at St. Ignatius. Um, you know, as well as Cal Berkeley. I bet most of them haven't been to uh, to see Cal Berkeley. That'll be neat for our upperclassmen, our juniors and seniors who uh, who are looking for college, trying to figure out what's the next step in their life. Yeah. Is this something that you'll hope to continue that future uh, varsity players can look forward to potentially a, a travel game? You know, we'll try to do it as, as long as it works out, um, as long as it makes sense. It's uh, um, you know, it is, it's expensive. It's, there's a lot of fundraising that goes into it. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of work on, on the coaches and, and whatnot. Uh, um, it's always a challenge. It's a little nerve wracking taking uh, that many kids out of town, <laughs> uh, but our kids are awesome. And, uh, so we'll do it as long as it makes sense. Uh, you know, it's just, it, what great opportunities for, for the kids, uh, um, you know, to be able to do something like this. So, yeah. And you're making the trip as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Do you get your own hotel room, or are you having a bunk with uh, a couple others? No, we'll bunk with a couple others. We, we, we're doing this as uh, you know as efficiently as we can, as we do everything around here at Gonzaga Prep. That's great. That really is awesome. Okay. Well, uh, I know that in seeing you at the volleyball game, you're in and around uh, every athletic event, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> but you make sure that you get home at a decent hour tonight so you can get some rest. We will. We've got uh, freshman football, and then after that, we've got our varsity first home uh, varsity girls soccer game. Uh, we play Mount Spokane in an on-big game, so uh, we'll get those up and running, and, and then I'll get home and get some rest, so we have a great trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so oh. much for your time. I'm, I'm really appreciative of it, and I know that everyone else is to kind of get some insight of what this trip is going to really be. 
Anytime, Nathan. Thanks for all you're doing. Hey, thank you. Uh, Take care. PSP wants to thank Paul Manfred for coming on the show and explaining to us what to expect in this upcoming traveling weekend. And uh, now let's go ahead and get to Zane Melzer, all-star linebacker for the Pups. Enjoy. Joining me now is senior linebacker number 24, Zane Melzer. Good afternoon, Zane. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Do you record music in your spare time? Uh, I do not. We have a player on the team who does. His name's Christian Hill. He he makes his own music. How often does he drop the beats for the team? Uh, well, we listen to him. We listen to him post game in the locker room. Sometimes in practices, so we get a decent amount of his music. I like that. Now, the reason why I asked you about music is the only man I know that is named Zane was a member of a pretty popular and famous boy band. You familiar with that boy band? I can't say that I am. <laughs> <laughs> is that what is that One Direction? Yeah, you know it. Is Come Zane on, on don't that? Okay, let, yeah. Let's not okay. pretend like we don't know One Direction or the solo artist known as Zane now. Does uh does either of those artists uh make it onto your pregame playlist? I can't say that they do. <laughs> they do not. What uh what are some songs currently on that playlist? Oh, Coach Crick's the playlist, so can't say I know the names of the songs because they're all pretty old. He <laughs> likes he likes playing his own playlist. He doesn't like our music. <laughs> he doesn't like our music at all. <laughs> uh, so are you guys allowed to wear your own headphones during pregame and listen to your own music if you want? Yeah, yeah, we are. So warming up when we're doing all our stretches as a team, we can all come in with headphones, earphones. Uh, out on the field just for pregame warm-ups. I know you came over from Mount Spokane. What were some of the challenges that came with transferring schools? Uh, I'd say the hardest thing was friendships because I had grown up with the kids at Mount Spokane, so all my best buds were over there. And then uh, leaving them was pretty tough because they were all pretty mad at me. So that was hard. Um, I made friends here pretty quick. Uh, I love the family of prep. The community is really great, so they're really accepting of me, and I really appreciated that. It made it a lot easier. Was it harder to acclimate academically or socially at prep as a transfer student? Mm, I would say more academically. Uh, prep was a little more engaging and difficult than uh, I'd say Mount Spokane was. Um, the teachers, though, they, they help a lot. They they really care about your grade and uh, you succeeding, so... That made it a lot easier. What uh, what teacher did you gravitate early on at prep? Uh, Miss McLeod. She taught my scripture class uh, freshman year, so she really helped me out just getting in the community. That's really great. Now, why was the defense so confident going into the last week's game against Coeur d'Alene? All the guys on the defense, just our chemistry and our energy and practices are almost equal to that of a game. So we practice really like we're going to play. Everybody's loud. Everybody's full speed, 100%, practicing like we're going to play. So when we got out there Friday night, it was it was easy. We had all watched film. We knew exactly what they were going to do. We trusted the guy next to us, and that's a really important thing for our defense is trust. you got to trust the guy next to you because if you don't trust the guy next to you, you're going to try to do too much. So you just got to do your own job, and you, if you get your own job done, then uh, things go well. Yeah, how do you carry that momentum into the St. Ignatius game this week? Uh, the same way, 
everybody's watching film and going off of that film full speed in practice, just making sure everybody knows what they're doing and uh, helping guys out when they, when they're confused. So that's why film is so big. Yeah, that's great. When do you guys leave for St. Ignatius? Uh, we have to arrive at the airport at 3.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, man. Uh, we fly out at 5.30. Yeah. That is fly early. 5.30. Yeah, it's very early. Now, you guys fly in Southwest? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then when we get there, we're going to practice uh, at SI's field pretty early in the morning once we arrive at the airport. We'll get a little practice in. Okay. Uh, what do you prefer, window or aisle seat? I'm going to go with aisle seat. Yeah, the leg room, right? Yeah, leg room, definitely. And if I could score an exit row, oh, it's beautiful. It's a great flight if I'm in the exit row. Now, hopefully those senior privileges get you just that, buddy. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Have you ever traveled this far for a football game? Uh, I have. Uh, sophomore year, I was on varsity here at prep. So we, we went down and played... Play. Was that in San I can't Jose? remember the name of them, but we it might have been. We, we yeah, we went down to California okay. my sophomore year, so it's pretty much the same thing, just a couple of years later. Okay. Do you know who you're rooming with in the hotel yet? Yeah, I should be rooming with uh, the linebackers. So Daniel McKernan, Gregory Flynn, and then uh, Tyler. A couple of sophomores and a junior. Well, I spoke to McKenna today. I don't know if you know this. Uh, he's actually updated that you're going to actually be rooming with uh, Mr. Manfred and Coach McKenna and Coach Black. Are you okay with that? Oh, that sounds just great. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. So did you guys have the opportunity to pick your roommates, or did they kind of group you themselves? Um, they haven't really told us, but what we've, from what we've heard just around the players is that we're going to be rooming with our positions. Okay. So I'm just kind of assuming right now that uh, I'll be with the linebackers. So Sweet. Are you guys going to do anything fun while you're down there? Uh, yeah, we're actually going to go down to Cal uh, where Evan Weaver is playing, and we're going to watch one of their practices. Um, so that's going to be great. It'll be cool to watch those big guys play, just feel the energy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then uh, when do you guys come back? We come back Sunday. I think our flight is uh, around 8 a.m. Okay. On Sunday morning. All right. So a lot of homework to be done on those uh, plane rides, right? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get it done all right now, so, so I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Uh, what have the coaches been telling you guys about St. Ignatius? Um, they talked a bit, a little bit about last year. Uh, they didn't want to eat with us for some reason. Uh, I'm not sure what that was. And then the game is pretty chippy, so they were just telling us that they're gonna try to get under our skin, uh, make us do something stupid. So we gotta play with our pads, not our mouths, and just stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to. Do you ever find yourself, uh, John, at some players on the field? Um, I'm more of a hit with my pads guy. Yeah. Not with my mouth, so not often. But that's great. I think we all have those moments. Yeah, no, hey, hey, it happens to the best of us for sure. Uh, it's part of the game too. Now, uh, what's yeah. next uh, college for you? Any any offers thus far? Uh, I have a pretty big scholarship from Carroll College, um, so they're my number one right now. But I'm also talking to Montana State, so I'm hoping to secure that by the end of the season. But Carroll's my number one right now. Okay. Does your brother play on the team with you? 
Yes, he plays uh, DN, number 89. Okay. And uh, is he a junior? He's a sophomore. Sophomore. Whoa. All right. Yeah. He's is, a big uh, kid. Is his hope to play the next level, too? Definitely. Definitely. And he will. That's he's, great. He's a stud, so. No, that, that, that's really awesome. One last story that I, I'm curious to know because I think it has, says a lot about the person. I noticed that uh, yeah. you've uh, you've got a tat on the arm. What is uh, what's the, the significance of that tattoo? Okay, so uh, just a cross, just for my faith, and then I have a little heart in the middle of the cross. Uh, it's got stitches on it because when I was about nine years old, I had uh, full open heart surgery and was able to recover fully to play contact sport. And then the wings around it are for uh, my guardian angel. Sophomore year, I broke my neck and tore my ACL. So I was able to come back from that and get back into football. So it just uh, represents all my faith and some stuff that I've been through. Wow. What a remarkable story. And I want to thank you for taking the time to explain that to us because I think it says a lot about you, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right, so Saturday, 4 o'clock, San Ignatius. You guys hopefully get the the next W, go 2-0, come back, and uh, hopefully I have the opportunity to speak with you again because you've been really good today. Thank you. I hope we get the opportunity as well. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, go spread the word, all right? Get back to class. All right, I will. All right, hey, take care, buddy. You too. Big thanks again from uh, Zane Melzer for coming on the show and being uh, another student interview. But before we branch and get away from the student interviews, let's bring you one more. And uh, this lady is a fine young lady and a great interview. Uh, She's one of the captains for the lady soccer team and uh, a team that's supposed to be pretty good and go pretty far. So really enjoy what she had to say, and uh, we'll continue to hopefully keep in touch with her throughout the season for the Lady Bullpups. Enjoy senior midfielder Chelsea Lee, girls soccer. Joining me now is senior midfielder number eight, Chelsea Lee. Good afternoon, Chelsea. Good afternoon. Yeah, good to have you. Uh, To start things off today, where would you say Alex Morgan ranks among all-time soccer players for you? Um, well, as a midfielder, I have a lot of respect for her as a forward. She scores a lot of really good goals, and she's very tactically aware. Obviously, she's one of the greatest, but um, I don't know. I have trouble ranking players because everyone has really good talents in different positions. They're good at different things. Definitely up there, like, top 10 of all time, but um, it's a hard question. Yeah, I can respect that. Who would you say you model your game after? Um... I would say I watch a lot of Lavelle Rose, actually. She plays the same position I do. Um, I think we're both on the smaller side physically, and um, I really want to emulate her game and how skillful she is. But um, I used to watch a lot of Neymar videos. He's a male player for Brazil. so. Yes, all right, okay. And also one of the top play, uh, paid players, I believe, right? Yes. Not too bad. Sure. Uh, do you think that the USA women's soccer could beat the men's team? Um, that's such a hard question. Both, I mean, men play a very different style of soccer than women. So I think the two styles would definitely, I don't know how that would even turn out, but, um, it's also a really hard question. I really don't know. I've heard like, especially after they won the second world cup, 
I mean, back to back, everyone's like, oh, they could definitely beat the men who didn't even qualify. But um, I don't know. I definitely know that the men are very good players too, but the women have accomplished a lot more so far. So, Yeah, let's challenge you locally now. Do you think the G-Prep girls team could beat the boys team? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Coach Bardich has a lot of really skillful players on that team as well. But um, our coach, Billy, has – we have a really good team right now, and I'm really excited to see how well we do. But I think if we keep growing, I'd, I'd be down to scrimmage the guys at the end of the season. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, I know that soccer gets a bad rap because people say it's boring. Where does your love of the game come from, though? Um, well, my dad played soccer. He played at Whitworth when it was NAI, and um, he played semi-pro for, like, Spokane Shadow or – whatever the team was at the time. So he really, like, developed my love for the game. He used to just go play with us in the backyard and at the park, and I just really liked it, and I still really do, so. Okay. As a midfielder, would you rather make the perfect pass or the unbelievable goal? Um, I mean, if the perfect pass leads to a goal, a goal is a goal, so. <laughs> whatever gets the victory, yeah. right? Yeah. Would you say that there's such thing as excessive celebration? Yeah, I definitely, I don't know. I'm not really one to, like, have a planned celebration or anything, but that's just me. Like, I just like to run into the teammates' arms that scored. Or, um, but I, I think they're funny to watch. Like, I don't think it's bad, but I definitely, I don't know. <laughs> Overconfidence, I think, can be a bad thing, but it <laughs> can also be a good thing. Depends on the situation. Does Coach Billy Barmers let you guys celebrate after goals? Um. Yeah, I mean, we just run into each other's arms. It's not really like a huge celebration, but I think he's definitely instilled the mentality of like, okay, we got one goal. Like, we need more. Back to work. Okay. All right. Well, we could expect maybe something choreographed as you get guys get along the season. That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe for <laughs> you guys. What's it like to play with a, a younger sibling on, on your team? Um, it's definitely interesting. We've we've had some. We haven't had any like actual fights on the field, but. Um, definitely at practice. There's been some tension sometimes if I stole a sweatshirt or something to borrow and she didn't approve or something. But <laughs> it's fun. It's fine. There's nothing really bad, but it's a younger sibling, so it's hard. Yeah. How would you say your guys' uh, skill sets are different? Um, I mean, we are really similar players. We kind of have similar body types too, just smaller and I think we stick to like quick passing, quick dribbling. We're not going to be the ones that are going to like outmuscle you or outrun you really, but um, definitely like small skills, foot skills, being tactically aware. We both watch a lot of soccer. I'd say we're pretty similar, actually. It's okay. hard to say, though. I don't really watch her um, specifically on the field, if that makes sense. Yeah. Who would you say is more vocal and passionate on the field? Um, I think I am, but I think that might just be the older sibling team kicking in, like, trying to be the dominant one. Yeah. I don't really know. What about off the field? Same way? Um, yeah. I think I tend to have a more outgoing personality, but she's pretty outgoing, too. Okay. All right. Fourth place finished last season. Uh, how did that motivate you guys uh, during the off season? Um, well... We definitely, I mean, coming off the loss from CB at the end of the season, after we beat them in regionals, but they beat us for the GSL title, it was just, um, I don't know, we've always had just 
a lot of tension with CV. So I think that just motivates us even more knowing that they're our last game of the season. It's senior night and they took everything from us last year. So we're really, really hyped to play them. And you guys play CV again in the last game of the season, right? Yeah, at home. So we expect to have a big crowd and we're every day we're coming in and working, knowing that games in mind, but also we know every game matters and you can't look past one. Yeah, absolutely. So upcoming this, uh, actually today, right? You guys play Mount Spokane? Yes, 6.30 on the turf. 6.30 on the turf. I'm excited. I'll be there. Now, a uh, a young team, just three seniors on your guys' team, but an experienced one, I would say. Uh, how will that make you successful this season? Um, well, actually, it's been super nice. Three seniors is a really good amount. We're all, all three of us are captains, and um, we have quite a few juniors and two sophomores and then how many freshmen? I think we have five freshmen, but um, they're all just great girls, and they're all willing to work, and so it's been like a very refreshing year so far and having everyone's mentality be right coming to practice they're happy to be there and they're ready to work so it's been really good I'm excited yeah so you're a senior what's next um after this well I'm graduating early in December to attend Gonzaga University so I could play soccer with them in the spring so that'll be fun wow awesome no that is amazing so how is that as far as front-loading your schedule for school um, well, I have to take all the required classes. I had to take a summer English class this uh, past summer to get that English credit. And then I'm just taking all the required class- or classes this semester. And then I haven't decided what I want to study at GU, so I need to work on that. Now, playing in and around uh, Spokane and club and, you know, having seen your dad play, is it becoming more common that people graduate early? Um, My friend... Uh, AJ Crooks did it to go play soccer at Alabama, but she's the only person I really know of that has done it so far. But it, I think it really made sense for me because GU is not that far, and um, I really want to come in and make a difference on that team. So I think coming in early and training with the team will definitely be beneficial for me. So despite graduating early, will the school allow you to come back and go to prom still? Yes. Um the admissions officer has been super um, understanding about my situation and I get to come back for like the senior retreat and um, spirit week and then prom too. So I'm super excited to come back for that. Well, that's awesome. I, I really think that that's great. And it's great that you're still being, uh, having a chance to be a part of the prep community all throughout. Now uh, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. You already plugged it 630 at Bullpup Stadium. You guys challenge Mount Spokane. Uh, really looking forward to that and really appreciate your time today. Okay, thank you so much for having me. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much, Chelsea Lee. Great interview. High hopes for you. High hopes for that Lady Bullpups team. Keep us posted. Now, you asked for it. You got it. All in with Scott Alford. We had the ability to sit down with Zane Melzer, football player, and we started talking about pump up music before a game. And I went through and I pulled some songs. This is when the kids are stretching and yes, doing their pregame stuff? Of course. Okay. Yeah. And I pulled some songs that I thought are good pump up songs and I want to hear your commentary to see if you think yay or nay if they are a good pump up song or not. Well, I'll be able to comment on the ones that I know. Yeah. All right. I'm, so... I'm over 40, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Have the Tiger by Survivor. Eye of the Tiger. 
Um, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll give that a thumbs up. That's not a bad one. I think that was in Rocky. It's 3. got a good beat. Yeah, it's in what that was when it was in Rocky twenty six. <laughs> no, so no, that was a good one. Back in Black by ACDC. Yeah, ACDC has a few of them. I haven't seen your list, but they have a few that, that are pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a thumbs up for sure. Okay. Till I Collapse by Eminem. Don't know it. What I know of Eminem, I'd say no. <laughs> but, you know, I know that the younger people, he's very popular and they, they dig a lot of his stuff. So Yeah, he's pretty good. We Will Rock You by Queen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's, I mean, some of these are so overused, but it doesn't mean they're not good, you know, warm up uh, tunes. I don't think you'll know this one, but Remember the Name by Fort Minor. Pretty good one. No, I don't remember the song, so no. Okay. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. You sure that's not Welcome Back, Cotter? Okay. okay. <laughs> Why would anyone be singing to Welcome Back? <laughs> your dreams are your ticket out. Um, <laughs> what, what, was, what was it again? Welcome to the Jungle by oh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. That's the one with a lot of screaming in it. Um, mm -hmm. Well, they use that one in the NFL, so yeah. I guess... Yeah, you'd have to say yeah. Lose yourself by Eminem. Um, see, see my <laughs> previous answer. <laughs> Vomit on a sweater, mom's spaghetti. Final countdown by Europe. I don't know that one. It's the final countdown. Oh, no. The no, no. That is not a. Uh, to me, that is not a get the juices going, ready to knock someone on their butt. No. <laughs> well, of uh, course, this isn't just for football, though, right? Or is it for football only? Yeah, well, I just thought in general. Do they play this for volleyball matches? Well, they play, I mean, they some, play, songs? They play some sort of music. It feels as if maybe the girls can be more appropriate with their song selection because it sounds like they choose their playlists, but football, apparently the boys just can't contain themselves. Well, if you leave it up to teenage boys, they're going to pick everything inappropriate. So <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, last one that I'd probably say, and you probably won't be able to comment too much on this one, but I think this is kind of cool. Former player Roy Jones Jr. came out with a song called Can't Be Touched. It's actually a pretty good song. One of the few athlete songs that are popular for Pump Up. I don't know it. Yeah. That's your list? Well, okay. I thought that that was actually pretty decent. I'm, I can't have all music that came out of the 70s. Sorry. Some what of about us... the one that they play like before the GU games? What's that? Okay, Zombie Nation. I yeah. don't know if I'm listening to that to get pumped up. That, that gets the crowd going. That doesn't get me going. <laughs> okay. Is there another one? That's, that's, uh, that, that is a great one. Yeah, it is a I good think. one. Um. Yeah, and the only other one about, I can think of is... What uh, about the one that, that starts with... Uh, you all ready for this? I don't know. That's probably too dated. <laughs> they used to play that when you guys were playing peewee football. Feels like that should be off Jock um, Jams Volume yeah. 2. Anything that's got a good beat gets the crowd moving. Um, 
you know, it's probably not appropriate for prep. Highway to Hell is a good one. Yes. Um, but um, hey, can you play Highway to Hell? That's can you play Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> well, I'll tell you I what isn't you. good was what whatever they played last week. Um, country music doesn't really get it going, especially when it's a ballad. I don't know who picked that those songs. I understand <laughs> they like the artist, and it's not that the songs were bad, um, but a uh, you know something you'd hear at a square dance or a hoedown. Uh, I remember thinking to myself last week, "What, what is this? Why are they playing this?" And uh, but maybe the answer is because the kids didn't come up with anything. So somebody said, okay, well, we'll show you. I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you think that was good? Yeah, no, I've never been a big fan of country music before a game. I mean, that's more like if I'm warming up to play baseball and I'm throwing, you know, having a catch, I'll maybe listen to some yeah, country music. like you're at a picnic, maybe, <laughs> taking a nap in a hammock. Not getting it going, you know, taking on uh, Coeur d'Alene. All right, let's go get them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah. it was i mean it wasn't that kind of country but it was it wasn't even really country pop or rock no it was more you know, of your like the song from uh i was kind of expecting to play the one uh i'm Old really Town bad Road. with names the one you know that was on uh life is a highway oh rascal flats yeah i mean that everybody knows it's a toe tapper yeah. You know, but uh, no, that didn't even make their cut. So we got a lot of Merle Haggard and whatever they played. I don't know. Anyway, I I, uh, I spoke with Chelsea Lee, all star forward or midfielder that plays soccer for the Lady Bull Pups. And uh, I was talking to her briefly about the women's national team and their recent success. All right, does that mean we're done with the songs? Okay, well, I was trying to find a segue <laughs> into something else okay. because it wasn't going anywhere. Are you trying to hum? Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. I think we had to move on from that. Hey, I guarantee when people were listening to this, they were like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I women's love soccer, that. go. Love that in cars. So, yes, and talking about the women's national team, the level of competition that's coming out of that women's national team. And I remember the, con- the controversy revolving around celebrations. Now, this can be across sports wide. It doesn't have to just be soccer, but they got heavily criticized after the way they celebrated mm-hmm. when they blew out that team. I think like 13 to 0. They blew out everybody, but yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any issue with people celebrating? You think it should be more allowed in sports across the board, high school, college, professional? I don't have an issue with any team or individual celebrating their achievement. But there's always a gray line, so to speak, that you don't want to cross over. In my, it as I see it, and this is a, it's the problem with these kinds of issues is they're all subjective. Yeah. What I think is over the top, you may say, I don't see anything wrong with that. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'll give you an, a good analogy: is Tiger Woods when he came on to the scene in golf. There, golf is filled with a lot of etiquette. Yeah. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're supposed to do this. Supposed to do that. And Tiger came on and fist pumped and you know, give a, a high knee into the air. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, uh, <clears throat> I believe early in his career, he even dropped a few F-bombs and that kind of thing. Yeah. He got crucified for that kind of stuff um, from the golf world. But the younger people who he was bringing into golf thought it was great. Mm-hmm. They thought it brought excitement. 
and it was more in their wheelhouse as to how they thought was appropriate, you yeah. know. As far as the women's soccer team goes, I didn't have a problem with their celebration. Um, I had a problem with their political stances. I don't like when sports teams or members from a sports team makes a political stance. And I know that's not really what we're talking about, mm -hmm. but to me, they kind of rolled together. Um, some of the responses to the celebration kind of rolled right into that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't care if you like the president, you don't like the president. If you're a, if you're a good soccer player for the country, that's awesome. And I think, I think if you're going to play for a country in a World Cup, you should be patriotic to your country. Um, and part of that whole scene is celebrating victories, mm -hmm. you know. But it's kind of like in football, getting in somebody's face or volleyball. Let's say, you know, if I go up and I just I spike the ball and just kill somebody in the face with the volleyball. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's appropriate to you know when I when I'm looking across and I going yeah <laughs> yeah you know. So, but in general, I don't know. I, I, I thought the celebrations itself, I thought was was okay. I didn't really have an issue. Okay, with it. should high school players be able to? fully celebrate should they be able to do choreographed stuff well, that's or is that excessive that's that that is always the problem high school kids junior high kids even you know junior peewee kids or whatever uh the, the smaller kids they see this thing on tv these kinds of things on tv and they bring it to their level yeah that's the issue and it's difficult when when young athletes are learning the game you know as, as a coach I always, I always draw back on my own history. You're trying to teach the kids discipline. You're trying to teach them good sportsmanship. Prep is uh, particularly very, very aware and on a mission that we are building more than just athletes. We're building good people. Part of that's good sportsmanship and respect for respect and dignity for the other individual, even if you're crushing them yeah. on the scoreboard. Um, so while you want to celebrate, you know, football, I can draw from football. Football is a very emotional game. It's a physical, emotional game. And when you bring those emotions to the field and something happens, you know, a good hit, a uh, good block, you, you make a great catch, throw, whatever it might be. There's a fine line there between you want to celebrate with your teammates. You want to celebrate a tackle for a loss or a great catch, and yet you don't want to do it in the face of your opponent or or in a disrespectful way. So I think that's the real issue is the effect that those kinds of things as they trickle down to the lower levels. Yeah. So do I think a high school team should be celebrating that way? No. You know, you can celebrate any way you want within reason in the locker room. Yeah. You know, with your team. And believe me, that happens, um, mm -hmm. which is great. You know, it's kind of the sanctity of the locker room kind of thing. Um, I'm sure you played football. I coached football. You have lots of memories about things that happen on a bus or in the locker room or yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, so. I look at it like it would be kind of nice here and there to be able to do certain things that you see because you're – 
athletic career is only going to go so far because of the fact that most people don't make it to that next level. So being able to express, you know, a certain celebration, how you've seen on TV, and that would be, I think, of some good fun for the kids. So I do look at it like it would be cool if it could be within reason and you could do some stuff that is choreographed, but I understand where it's, where do you draw the line? So that's all excellent points. I think you're, you're more than just yourself at that point when you're at the high school level, you represent your school. So the last thing you want to do is do something in which the school is going to catch flack for. Yeah. And that's, you know, especially a school, I mean, all schools feel this way, but prep is a very special community. Mm -hmm. uh, because there is a religious component to it. Yeah. And whether the athlete likes that or not at the time, you carry that wherever you go. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to take the time to pray before a game, um, you've, you've raised the duty of care, if you will, to how you participate and, you know, celebrate all of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I think that I think that's something that coaches are aware of, and they kind of fight what they what the kids see on TV and what the examples are and stuff. But you know, I have to say, the years all the I coached for prep at a, for a decade, um, that was never an issue for us. We mm -hmm. never really had that problem. Yeah, um, and it wasn't because we didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we you know overall they do a pretty good job. All right, let's move into it. I've been waiting all day for it. Yeah, everyone has, really. The all-in segment. So if you weren't listening last week, you're all in. If you agree, you are all out if you disagree. Okay, so here we go. Nathan, well, we went to the fair last week, this week, whatever. Yeah, this week. So we went to the Spokane County Fair. So the all-in is fair-related. Okay? Okay. So number one. Are you all in on elephant ears? All in on elephant ears. I like the cinnamon delight, cinnamon sugar delight. Uh, it's an avenue just to feel like you get to have cinnamon. So, yeah, I'm all in on that. I like I like the elephant ears. They're they're pretty big though. I would say all in on sharing one with a uh, a fellow. Yeah, I agree. I'm all in on having a piece. Of one. <laughs> you know, those things are so gigantic now. But uh, in general, yeah, in the spirit of the of the statement, yes. Okay. Nathan, are you all in on deep fried Oreos? Uh, I feel like once you get past the age of 18 and all of a sudden cholesterol is on the horizon, um, the deep fried <laughs> Oreos are probably not something you should be going for. I, but I don't think I've ever actually had one. If cholesterol is your issue, don't eat at the fair. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, uh, but no, I would probably say I'm all out on the deep fried Oreo because the, you don't have to do something to an Oreo. An Oreo is already great. Why do you have to deep fry it? Yeah, I'm out on deep fried Oreos too because you're taking a cookie that has lard in between it and then putting it in more <laughs> lard. So... I'm, although people have told me, I've never had one. I saw them in there at the fair, but people have told me they are fantastic. I would like to try maybe the deep fried butter just because I've felt like people have said that is the best of all. That, I think I just tasted a little vomit in my mouth right there. 
deep fried butter. <laughs> you know what they had out there? They had deep fried cheesecake. That they had wedges of cheesecake on a stick, and then they were battered and deep fried. Where did the evolution of the deep fried desserts come from? Did it all of a sudden slip and fall into the fryer when they're cooking chicken? Like, I, how does I this happen? I think from what I've heard and read, I don't know if this is true, but from the Texas State Fair, they started the whole deep fried. Now, there's deep fried. They had deep fried pickles out there. They had deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Your favorite cheese so, curds? That, that was for Elvis. <laughs> yes, sir. And then uh, they had a deep fried. I, in fact, I had to ask the lady in the, the deep fried booth. I go, what is this thing? It was, a, I don't know, maybe six inches long. And she goes, oh, that's a deep fried Philly cheesesteak. Golly, <laughs> That's what man. we need to do. Put beef with cheese, peppers on it, flour it up, and deep fry it. Anyway, okay. So we're both out on that then. Um, are you all in or all out on the tilt-a-whirl? You know, I think there's something magical about going to the fair and going on the rides. We went on rides, uh, Mom and I, and even the 86-year-old Grandpa went on rides, and you took the sideline seat as we went on those rides. Yeah, I'm not riding on a fair ride. <laughs> so... I actually think, and and my brother all the way in Florida would agree, I'm all in on fair rides at night because I feel like the juice is turned up at night. The multicolor light bulbs flashing. The juice is when all of a sudden the ride feels faster. It's something they do, those magical carnies. It's something when it hits that six o'clock hour. Magical carnies. The six o'clock hour, I think all of a sudden they hit a switch and all of a sudden that ride feels 10 times faster. So I could not be more all in on the tilt a world. I don't it, know if I would describe a carny as magical. <laughs> but okay. No, I understand. Yeah, night, things seem to move faster at night. Night games, you feel the same way too. Yeah. Um, so you, and when you get older, so, you know, you don't have the ability to play athletics anymore. Okay. But my, my question wasn't specific to, I know, but PM I would say, AM, so. yeah, okay. But tilt a world, I would still say yes, because you still have the hope that one of those friends that you go to the fair with loses it and it'd just be funny to see. I'm so all, I'm all in, in on tilt a world. <laughs> you we we just got done you know why you talk about how you were all like all out on okay, carnival now, rides now that i'm smart and i know that those things travel around <laughs> and that's no, okay one one screw that doesn't get put on there or one bolt or nut and uh you're doing 60 miles an hour through the air so no, you're you're all you're all out you're all out on that no i'm all in on the tilt world the reason is because it's the only place you see them is at a fair or a carnival and when I was younger, I loved it. It was my favorite ride. Okay, but I that makes no sense. Things. You just you said know, the where's screw the could tilt the world at Disneyland? <laughs> Don't have one. They have the teacups, and those stink. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so we're both in on tilt the world. Are you all in or all out, Nate, on the gravitron? You know, that's the one where the bottom it spins around, it throws you against the wall, and the bottom. F- falls out kind of yeah and that's well isn't that the one where like you are up against the side of the wall and it spins you around yeah it pushes you against yeah. the wall okay well no Some people turn on the wall and okay. stuff you know i was originally all in on that then i went to magic mountain in southern california and they have that there i mean they call it something different 
Uh, it's like superhero related. And literally, I felt myself turning white because it felt like that that was going like two, for two minutes. Like at the fair, they usually cut those things short because the lines back up and they're like, okay, we got to get people on here because this is popular. But there, they just kept doing it and they kept tilting it, you know, angling it to one side, then the other side. And I literally got off that and the families that I was with and obviously being a teacher, they were like, Mr. A, you don't look too good. And it's just like, yeah, that ride was terrible. Awful. <laughs> Mr. A, look at your shirt. We know what you had for lunch. Um, yeah. No, I'm all out on the Gravitron. That is a horrifying ride because if somebody loses it, it's coming right back at them. And I don't want to see that. I can't, first of all, I can't do rides that go around and around. I can. I don't mind fast rides as long as they're like a roller coaster straight. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I cannot do the circular go fast thing anymore. And when I was a kid, it didn't bother me, but now I hate it. I can't do it. And my wife loves it. And most of my kids, I think, like it. So, but yeah, I'm out on the Gravitron. That, yeah. That's like torture. I feel like it's usually one bad experience. You go on a ride, it's not great, or you get sick. And then all of a sudden from there on out, you're like, yeah, never like going on that. Yeah, it's like when you eat something that makes you sick. You never want to have it again. Yep. Blackberry pie, man. Never again. <laughs> Long story behind that. Okay, and then the last one. Nate, are you all in or all out on cotton candy? Mm. That's like a, that's a fair staple. I'm, You know, I'm going to go all in because of the fact that it, it feels like you're eating air anyway. So it doesn't feel like you're consuming very much. But you still get the cool flavors. It looks cool to eat. And, you know, I think it's something you pass by and people immediately envy and they're like, oh, they got cotton candy here. Where do you get that? So I'm all in on that, I think. I'm all in with a caveat. Cotton candy is cool if it's the kind they make with the cone and they spin it yeah. there. If it's already the pre-spun. The bag of cotton candy <laughs> looks disgusting. <laughs> we don't know when it was made, <laughs> who made it. You know, but when they spin it in those cylinders and they spin the sugar and they make the, I mean, cotton candy is just all sugar. Um, yeah. Not that I don't necessarily, it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Even when, when I was a kid, I, did, I wasn't really a big cotton candy fan. One or two bites kind of melts in your mouth. It's like, what's the point? If I'm going to buy something like that, I mean, I can go buy a candy bar and get more out of it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cotton candy at a fair, I think that's what, what, what is more fair, iconic food cotton candy or a corn dog mm. well i feel like you always see the little kid with the cotton candy all over his face and fingers so for a kid i would say cotton candy for an adult though most adults that i see walking around there they live for the cornmeal battered hot dog on a stick hey, corn dogs are awesome but only at a fair you yeah know? They, they got to be fresh too, the kind of thing where I don't yeah. want them sitting out for. I mean, like Disneyland sells corn dogs, and those things are gigantic with like five inches of batter and then a little hot dog in the middle. <laughs> you know. Yeah, what's cheaper, I guess. And the you got to have the, the right meal. ratio of mustard to corn dog. But anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So for the most part, I think we agreed on. Yeah, that was boring. I thought. Boring? You were gonna, what do you mean? You were going to bring some stuff that you it didn't always agree with me. I know, but. You, I guess we're way too too alike, way more alike than I thought. No, 
I'm looking in the mirror apparently of what you know <laughs> what to expect 25 years down the road. You. All that stuff I'd say yes or no on. Anyway, <laughs> um, so tonight we've got freshman football against CV. Then after that we That'll have. That'll be a tough game. But where's that at? At prep. That's good. So, but I, I'm I'm hopeful they, they don't have to play in the tall, tall grass of CV. Stadium is terrible. I can't stand it. <laughs> I feel like they intentionally grow the grass higher, like they used no to doubt. do in, in uh, South. No Bend. doubt. And I feel like it's always muddy too, right around the time that we have to play them. Well, we usually play them like towards the middle or end of the season. Yeah. So and anyway, then okay. The, the white uniforms are ruined so the for the year after that. Freshmen are taking on the. What are they? The Central Valley Bears. Oh, Bears. That's right. I was gonna say Spartans. Yeah, Bears. That's right. Then the girls' soccer team plays Mount Spokane at Bullpup Stadium right after that, back-to-back. And so I think they'll get the win. Mount Spokane's supposed to be one of the better 3A teams in the GSL. What's Mount Spokane? They're the Wildcats. Wildcats. So we have the Bears and the Wildcats. I see a theme. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I think they get that win tonight. I'm really looking forward to when they get into their 4A schedule because there's a lot of talk around Meade, Ferris, LC. And so I want to see this girls team do really well. And I think they're well coached. So, yeah. And then uh, Saturday, we've got a plethora of That's games. That's the varsity team? Yeah. So then Saturday, we've got a plethora of games uh, for, you know, cross country to soccer. Yeah, soccer plays Eastside Catholic. We're getting Eastside Catholic to travel all the way over here. And then uh, I think that there's a volleyball game too or a volleyball tournament. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward to what's to come. Uh, well, now that, you know, a couple of weeks into school, we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the seasons. Yeah. So this is where it starts getting really exciting, you know. And you're going to – the future of your team, as far as a varsity goes, um, of playoffs, starts to starts to take shape pretty early. Mm-hmm. You know, you drop a game. You drop two games, pretty tough. Yeah. So – and then, of course, we have the boys going down to uh, St. Ignatius down in Northern California. Yeah, we don't know a lot about it. I mean, we were watching the game, and I'll be keeping you posted on Facebook as far as scores. But I do know this. It's going to be broadcast on YouTube. Uh, SI St. Ignatius has their own YouTube channel, and apparently they li- they live stream the games. So if you're staying here and you still want to catch the game on Saturday at 4 o'clock, you can go ahead and you can turn tune in on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to send out a link to on the Facebook channel. Uh, that way, you can guys can uh, go right from there. Kickoff is at four. I believe kickoff is at four. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game for the bullpups because you know getting on a bus and traveling, even if you have to go plane, they get to fly. Lucky. If I could finish my thought, getting on a bus and traveling, <laughs> even if you had to travel an hour to one of the other schools in the area, that's one thing. Packing a suitcase. Or whatever they're going to be able allowed to take. Pack my suitcase. And then, uh, well, whatever they take. <laughs> and then uh, getting on a plane and flying. For some of those kids, it might be the first time they've ever flown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then new new city. Most of them probably haven't been to. And just getting around. And their whole, their whole pattern of routine is going to be very different i know coach mckinnon and his staff will try to keep the hours leading up to the game as close to the same pregame meal Mm -hmm. that kind of thing um 
My guess is it would, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go to mass together with St. Ignatius, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, but, and then playing, playing down there after traveling, four o'clock is a lot different than seven o'clock at night, uh, afternoon kind of thing. So this is going to be a good test for the Bullpups. St. Ignatius has a good program. Uh, Preps coming off their, their big win against uh, Coeur d'Alene. So this will be a, an interesting test and a, and a good barometer for them to see. It's pronounced thermometer. <laughs> a good barometer for them to kind of gauge where are we at, you know, mm -hmm. with some competition that's out of the area. Yeah. But that's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how the, how the boys do down there. Yeah, no, it'll be nice to have some guilt-free competition in which if it's a really good game and it's a good learning experience and they drop that game, it doesn't hurt them, but it makes them stronger, hopefully, in which they can come back and play university and Shadol at the end of the month yeah. uh, with some maybe newfound confidence after you know bouncing back. So, all right, well, uh, we will uh, wrap the weekly show up here and uh, look forward to our post-game reflection and thoughts as we do watch that game on Saturday, we'll bring you a, a, a reflection after that game to let you know what we saw. And uh, hopefully we're reporting a bullpup victory. Should be really fun. And uh, as always, go Pups!